This episode is brought to you by Retreat Yourself. Use the code some would say 20 for 20% off seasonal or single boxes. Imagine applying for a job at 18 and being told your breasts are too big. This was the reality for model and YouTuber Jessie Norbury. On today's episode, we touch on the things that no one tells you about modelling, the reality of life on social media, plus the hot tips she learnt from TikTok headquarters on how to go viral. Hello, Jesse, and welcome to Some Would Say. Thanks so much for having me. What a fun jingle. That was so fun. Look, it's a bit of a banger. Now, a question that we ask all guests is if we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and what would we order you to drink? Okay, I've been thinking long and hard about this. As I've said, I'm not a party sort of person, but hypothetically, if I was, I, since I was like 10 years old, I've been obsessed with the song The Way I Are by Timberland. Oh, what a tune. <laughs> you found your tribe. <laughs> like, just imagine me in year five just absolutely losing it. Never changed. And I just think that song is such a vibe. And it's been brought back by TikTok, which is so great for me. Love. Has love too. Yeah. And oh, my go to drink, if I could, I'd order it by the jug a pink lemonade. Get out of here. Oh. Fire engine? Like the fire engine lemonade. Oh, yeah. yum. I am a child. Yes. <laughs> no, you're not. We we love Can that. Relate. We had we- a girls' lunch recently down at Bruns, um, Brunswick Pub. Do you know Bruns, like down in northern New South Wales, like near, near Ocean Byron? Shores and Byron? Brunswick. You're a Canberra girl. Canberra girl. Never mind. Anyway, there's this really beautiful, iconic beach town called Brunswick Head. So nostalgic for us because we grew up there. Yeah. And sorry, I'm making this all about me for a second, but (laughs) I just need to say about Fire Engine Lemonade. We had like a girls like day recently where we went to Bruns, had a swim, went to the Bruns pub, which is, if you know, you know, it's iconic. And we all were like, Shall we get like fire engine lemonade and we got a big jug of it and thought it was like the best idea ever and we all like had one and we're like, God, it's not how we remember it. <laughs> yeah, we're like, Ooh. but it is like it, if it's your so drink of good. choice, I respect that because it is delicious. Yeah. It's iconic. I don't really drink alcohol all that much, so I feel like that's just my go-to. Yeah. Otherwise, maybe an espresso martini. But the thing is, I hate coffee and I hate alcohol. <laughs> but combined, go figure. It, I love it. <laughs> There you go. There you go. I was going to say, well, you, that doesn't sound like the best drink for you then, but no. apparently it works. Two negatives make a positive. I don't know. So yeah. yeah, love. Cool. Well, for those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who Jessie is? Sure. Well, I'm 23. My name is Jessie. I live in South Sydney down in Cronulla. I am a golden retrieval mom. I love my little kid. He is the light of my life. Um, I work as a model, a YouTuber, and a nutritionist. And I recently, in the last 12 months, have started my DIY pottery business called The Clay Coat, which is so random for, like, what my job was before that. But I think, like, lockdown just brought out this 
full creative side of everyone. And I was like, I'm just going to launch a pottery business. And here we are sitting in the Clayco studio 12 months later. Whoops. <laughs> I love, Jesse, that you do so many different things. And a question that I wanted, or like the direction that I kind of wanted to focus on for the first part of this um, chat is you do modeling. Um, can you talk to us about it and kind of how you got into it? I love that. It's just like, you do so many things. I actually think it's like some undiagnosed, like ADHD. I can't sit still. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, even this morning I was like, oh, what do I want to do next? And I'm like, I literally have no time, but I'm like, hey, I want to do so many things. <laughs> but um, no, modeling started when I was... 15 years old. So I was yeah in grade 10 and I kind of started like a bit of YouTube things. I watched other YouTubers. I was like, oh, I want to do that. So I, yeah, gave that a go and, you know, walked into this modeling agency in, this is back in Canberra before I moved here. And, um, I just said to them like, oh, I'd really like to, you know, get into this industry and do a photo shoot and build a portfolio. And, and I did. Um, and yeah, yeah, from there I did runway shows throughout high school and college. And then after college, I came and studied acting in Sydney. So it was kind of good to, I guess, combine a bit of screen acting and modeling together. I learned so much from doing that whole experience. Um, and then properly went into full-time modeling in 2020 which is so convenient that that's when COVID started. So I moved to Sydney with my partner, Geordie, at the beginning of 2020. And I was like, yes, do this full time. It's going to be great. Um, and then we went straight into the first lockdown. So that was kind of like the beginning of YouTube and social media for me as well, which was kind of a blessing in disguise because, again, all of my jobs were cancelled. Um, yeah, it was just a whirlwind of a time. Mm, I can imagine. So like all modeling jobs were canceled. Yeah. Like that, do you remember that first lockdown, how it was just like absolutely hectic lockdown for like one, to two, maybe two months of like a strict lockdown. Couldn't go anywhere. Couldn't even leave the house. Everyone was freaking out, not knowing what this was in the beginning of 2020. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'd just like taken this huge risk I'd quit my degree to come and do this. Oh, wow. So I was just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So yeah, I kind of turned to social media and used that as a platform to expand modeling and also vlog and take people through like a day in the life. And yeah, it was a blessing in disguise for sure. And so I started uploading like Honestly, once every second or third day, it was ridiculous. But I was so bored in that first lockdown. I was like, I need to do something with my home because all my jobs are cancelled. Mm. Well, speaking of uploading, um, you have an impressive com community online um, across a bunch of different platforms uh, like Instagram, YouTube. What are some things that you think have led to your growth, like apart from, I guess, the pandemic and being forced to be home and get creative? Oh, honestly, that would probably be one of the biggest reasons for when I really put my heart and soul into it. I do think that consistency um, was the best thing that I could have done because everyone was locked down and really wanted 
some en- entertainment, to be honest. And I was just vlogging the most boring, mundane things. This was actually when I started doing pottery. So literally the first video of me ever trying pottery for the first time is still on my channel. Oh, wow. Mm. It is shocking. <laughs> 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 just, uh, yeah, it's just. We've grown since then. <laughs> We've come a long way. Uh, we really have come a long way. Um, but, yeah, it was just kind of vlogging all the things that we tried to entertain ourselves with. And then I obviously continued the vlogging sort of thing once life went back to normal and I've continued ever since. We were saying before, like, people are so damn nosy. Like, you think they want to see all the glitz and the glamour, but at the end of the day, just, like, show me you brushing your teeth. What oh, br- toothbrush do you use? What, like, do you know what I mean? Like, genuinely. Genuinely. Why so weird. People are weird. But I'm, a, I'm obsessed with it. Me too. <laughs> no, oh I, I am too, but I'm, like, in that bucket, in that bubble, I'm like, I'm weird, you're weird, everyone's weird. <laughs> like, why are we so weird? <laughs> like, you know. relatable stuff, Yeah, you know? yes. Like, you know what? The kind of things that people feel so connected to, and I guess coming back to your question is, like, making sure people feel like, you know, your friend and they can talk to you and they can relate to you throughout whatever you're taking them through the day. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I feel like that's why people would keep coming back through consistency and just feeling like they're hanging out with a friend. Yeah. Mm, so true. Something that pops up on my TikTok at the moment is um, anchor persons or like news reporters, their day in the life. Oh my oh, God. Me too. This girl, I, oh, what's her name? Caroline something or other. She's American. And mm. she'll be like, it's 2.54 a.m. and I'm just getting up. And she, like, goes through the timestamps <laughs> and she's like, it's it's 4.45 and I have to be on set at 5 a.m. and I'm still doing my hair. And it's like your heart is racing for her. You're like, you're not oh. going to make it. She's not going to make it. I've seen that too. And it's literally like I'm on air in three minutes and I haven't brushed my hair yet. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then she's like, good morning, America. I'm like, what? Those people live the most insane oh. Lives. They I wake know. up so early. They do their own hair and makeup. Insane. It's like that meme that's like me trying to get to work um, at eight thirty when it's like nine or something. Like yes. you know, me on my way to work to start at eight thirty and it's nine a.m. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I love it. Uh, anyway, well, just me. Classic side tangents. <laughs> love love a tangent. Honestly, if you've ever listened to any of my previous podcast episodes, it is. A hundred percent one big tangent. Yeah. Ah, we love it. Um, <laughs> talking about modeling a little bit, have you, yeah. has it always been like pretty smooth sailing for you or do you feel like your confidence wavered or like, I don't know, I imagine modeling, modeling. is very hard um, in terms of self-esteem and just like being on camera all the time. How have you gone with that? That's a really good question. Modeling industry is obviously quite glamorized, but I think a lot of it isn't shown very often. So that's what I kind of wanted to do with my YouTube channel, bring people along and kind of see like the less glamorous side of it and talk about my experience with maybe some not so nice people or not so nice experiences so that other people don't have to go through that same thing at a young age, especially. Um, So I think when I first started, I thought that 
being with an agency for modeling was the be all and end all. The only way you could make it as a model was to go through one of the big agencies. And so that was kind of the first place I looked. I didn't not once think to myself, I can just do this myself. I can put myself out there. I can be a freelancer. Never really thought about it because people don't give models advice on doing freelance work. It's always like, oh, you make it when you're signed to like a big agency. So that's kind of the direction I was going in. And I had a bunch of castings and interviews with agencies in Sydney. And this was back when I was living in Canberra. I was probably maybe 18 or 19, so quite young. And I had gone into this casting. I'd gotten there super early and I was in and out before my meeting was even supposed to start. So it was just like a really quick process. And that probably should have been the first like red flag because they weren't very interested, even though they had like reached out to me and asked me to come in. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, like this. And this is like one of the biggest agencies in the country. So I was like, so excited to be there. So after they, you know, taken my measurements, got my Instagram follow account, because apparently that matters. Yeah, I was um, going to say, I was like, that's like so doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter at all, especially in like modelling, you know, that's what you're there to do, like be good at your modelling job. But anyway, I was like, I think I had only a couple hundred followers at that time anyway, so it wasn't like I was, you know, doing any sort of influencer work or anything. So... I, yeah, left there quickly. Like it was honestly in and out within 10 minutes. And I got a call from them on the way home from, um, yeah, the agency. And they said I was like too busty and didn't fit their modeling measurement requirements. And I was like, what? What does that even mean? And she said this thing to me. I feel like it's just like stuck with me, which is so unfortunate. Um, but she was saying that if you're on a runway and you're modeling a blouse, you want people to see the blouse, not what's underneath it. And I was just shocked. I was like, what the heck? Like, do they seriously think this is okay to say to yeah, an 18, 19 year old girl, they knew my measurements going into it. So yeah, it just seemed like a really sad way to reject somebody. I've never really been the sort of person to listen to what someone says and go and change myself because of it. If anything, I had a really great support system around me. I was with Geordie at the time as well. And, you know, he's always so positive and so beautiful. And so having, um, him there and be like, this is just absolute crap. Like, do not listen to this. I'm like, yeah, I know. Right. Like how sad that, you know, maybe even young girls are going into this and they wouldn't know any better and they would want to change to suit somebody else with Mm. something you genuinely cannot change about yourself. But it just really solidified to me, like how important it was that, I can do this myself and I don't need anybody else to make my modeling career for me. Absolutely. Everything I needed was already within me and I could do it myself. And I kind of just stuck with that. Yeah. Pretty much like my whole modeling career. And here I am still doing it, not represented by an agency. I have a beautiful manager now and she is incredible, but um, yeah, I'm not with any modeling agency. And now I work with one of Australia's biggest fashion companies and one of my dream clients. So 
yeah, it just goes to show that like you definitely don't need to go down the agency route if you don't want to, because it can be pretty toxic. Yeah. That blows my mind that another woman would say that to, you know, an impressionable teenager. And I know it's kind of like, yeah, but it's the modeling industry. It's like, no, it's no excuse. Yeah. And it's like, that's like part of being a woman is having, I know, you know, like bust or (laughs) those kind of things. And like, when I look at a runway, I want to see someone who has boobs or who doesn't have, like, (laughs) I want to see the whole thing, the whole spectrum of bodies out there. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like, it definitely seemed like they were looking for, a mannequin and I understand like some some girls look very different and you know they have a flat chest and you know they're very tall and have that stereotypical like model sort of look and it was just not something I was willing to do to put my body through if that's not naturally the way it is Mm. there is no point changing anything Mm. yeah Good for you for being able to bounce back from that and so positively because I'm sure so many people that would just be like, nah, that's me done or like they dig themselves into a dark hole of I'm not good enough or something. Yeah, it was, it was a good turning point. And I think for the better, I kind of had this attitude that I was like, I'm just going to do it myself then. And Mm. I think that was the best thing that could have happened. Yes. What she said sucks, but I don't believe what she said at the end of the day. Mm, Yeah. That's so, most- yeah, rejection equals redirection. I feel like that's like the quote I live by. I think that sort of rejection, I needed that in order to get to where I am now. Yeah. How often do you go to a day spa? Oh, maybe once a year if I'm lucky. Yeah, I'm the same. I feel like I'm always making excuses why I shouldn't nurture myself. We know that research continues to show how stress is at the core of most health issues. And yet it's almost like being exhausted and busy is a millennial badge of honour. Mills, you recently introduced me to Retreat Yourself, who are glamorising the path to self-care. A sensory retreat experience wrapped in a box and delivered to your door every three months. Now, before you think you're getting a pathetic bunch of samples, like most wellness boxes, Retreat Yourself is overflowing with $200 worth of full-size natural products from Australia. Australian and New Zealand brands. Complete with a 36-page retreat guide full of yoga, meditation and journaling exercises. The value for money and love they pour into each box is truly out of this world. Choose a one-time box or make it a seasonal subscription. And with Christmas around the corner, why not treat someone you love? Use the code some would say 20 for 20% off seasonal or single boxes. Being someone who shares so much of your life online, um, what would you say are some of the the best and the worst parts about that? Oh, I love this question too. Um, Obviously the best parts are meeting so many incredible, inspiring people, not only who work in this industry, but just have like you've bumped into from being around these sort of people and like-minded people. I will never take for granted the connections that I've made. Even like Amelia, us meeting at the 35 millimeter co event. I was like, Oh my gosh, it was so nice because, you know, I followed you for ages and I love what you stand for. And, you know, you see someone on a screen and you're like, Oh yeah, that's, that's my sort of person. Mm. And that sort of thing is just so amazing about social media. It can be an amazing space if you surround yourself with, these sort of like-minded people, but answering your question about the negative sort of things. Um, 
I would just say I've had a few uh, bad run-ins with um, men maybe who have gone a little bit too far and rocked up at places that I would be at to meet me, I guess, or yeah. So maybe a bit of like, (laughs) and I guess like it does come with the territory and putting your life online. People know a lot of things about you and feel connected to you, but some people have like shown up. Um, (laughs) What? Like you posted that you're at like a bar or any, actually not a bar, anywhere, you're at anywhere and they just turn up. Gym and cafes and just being a bit like inappropriate. Um, Yeah. yeah, So I think like a privacy thing is probably a bit of a negative, but in saying that though, I'm sure that doesn't happen to everyone and it is rare when it does happen, but it's just, just like a frustrating thing. I'm lucky I'm, you know, not living on my own. I've got Geordie here. So it feels like I have a little bit more protection than, you know, just Mm -hmm. living on my own, but some things like that happen and it's a little bit, scary totally Um, but yeah yeah I mean you said the negative part and obviously like the negative comment here and there that's a bit like ah that sucks but um I would say the negative negative parts are yeah just a bit of like lack of privacy sometimes when um people start showing up at places you usually go to and I'm like oh no oh wow (laughs) never with women though I've never had any like bad run-ins with like other women you know being like oh like I followed you and now I'm coming to this gym it's always like really sweet and lovely and they're so genuine about it but sometimes I've had yeah not so nice run-ins with some older men oh my gosh holy shit I mean it sounds like you you, you kind of put you you sounds like you kind of palm it off like a trooper like oh you know it comes with the territory but in my mind I'm like no like that's a boundary issue you know what I mean like um obviously it's tricky because you are sharing so much but I feel like any decent human should just be like no that is um that's where I'm crossing the line yeah absolutely and I think I say it now with like you know I can say it without getting angry or upset about it but because time has passed and Mm -hmm. you know it's something I just take into account um if I'm ever filming at home I'll make sure like no one can see anything to do with the street or like make sure I really like value my privacy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you know, I've just moved into this beautiful new house and you can pretty much film from any direction and nobody can see in. I'm like, hallelujah. Because with our old place, unfortunately, it was just like everyone could see in. It was pretty obvious where it was. Like if you knew this area, I'm like, ah, so yeah, I'm really happy. I feel really I don't know. It just feels nice to be here. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Um, with So moving on to TikTok, we saw oh, yes. <laughs> the, the thing on everyone's lips at the moment, bloody TikTok. Um, <laughs> we saw that you did a little vlog recently um, that was actually on TikTok and you went to the TikTok headquarters and you kind of learned a little bit about the algorithm and stuff like that. Is there anything (laughs) that we need to know? What to fill us in? Do you want me to pull out my list? I literally was like sitting there because I didn't like bring my brain. I didn't bring like a notepad and pen. We all just like went there with the Vive management team. It was so much fun. Oh my gosh. Like just a great learning day. And I feel like everyone's like, how do I do the algorithm? 
what, like, what's the go? Um, I'll read you what I put down in my notes if you'd like. Tell us. Yes. <laughs> Tell us your secrets. Okay. So the girl who was talking about like from a creator point of view to post 80% of your like normal content. So the, the space that you'd, you know, really like to tap into. And then the 20% can be completely experimental. Apparently that does really well and pushes your content out to more people, but like it also makes you try new things, try trends. So that could be handy. Mm -hmm. Um, Using three hashtags per video that are like oddly specific to your video, because they were saying if one of the hashtags is like slightly not in the right um, algorithm, then obviously the more people scroll past it, the less it just gets pushed down to the bottom of the funnel. So um, less people obviously obviously see your video. Okay. Um, and then pretty much like the whole rest of the TikTok day was talking from a brand point of view and doing ads as well. I'm not sure if you guys have ever dabbled in TikTok advertising, but I found it so useful for the Clay Co because I do run some TikTok ads and just learning what different ones are, how to target your ideal customer, how to, I guess, like turn the followers into, you know, purchases of your product. And it was so informative. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Have you found that TikTok ads um, are better than Instagram ads? No, surprisingly, no. For my business, so I do like, yeah, DIY pottery kits. Our um, main purchases have actually come from Facebook, Mm. which is interesting. I think people maybe look at the Facebook ads as more something to purchase than necessarily like scrolling on TikTok. I I don't know about you personally, but I've not actually made a purchase going straight from a TikTok video to a website checking out. Mm. But if I look at like an Instagram or Facebook ads, they're all connected. I 100% have multiple times like gone mm. to, um, yeah, like a sponsored Facebook something or Instagram um, story ad. That definitely multiple times have bought from there. So I'm just not sure if maybe TikTok people don't go on there to spend mm. potentially. So what about you? Have you guys ever bought anything from a TikTok ad before? No, I, I'm like the worst person to market to, I swear. I'm like, I need to be proved so right yeah. for me to buy, like for me to spend money. I'm like, yeah, the worst <laughs> avatar ever, I swear. And I'm I'm just like the second someone's trying to push anything in my face and like, I'll just, just do it out of, out of like hatred or out of spite i'm like no i'm not buying it you know what i mean i will no. make sure to get some clayco ads your way just so you love it anymore. Uh, <laughs> to be fair really like aesthetic um or not even aesthetic just like kind of mesmerizing someone doing like like clay for example or someone painting like i'll find myself watching that but and it, and it might be an ad and i might not notice but yeah no, I haven't. Maybe it's I, more of like a satisfying process that it's like your your brain feels relaxed by watching it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's funny though, because you hear people with um, like on TikTok, it's kind of more their organic content that might go viral. And then that's where they get like the purchases from. I don't know if anyone listening mm. or if you, Jesse, follow Jazz Hand. She has yes. Jazz Hand made and yes. um, a TikTok 
vi- uh, TikTok video went viral for her. And she, I think she was like packing an order or something and it just, yeah, absolutely blew up. And it was so cool. She vlogged like the experience of all these customers on her website and yeah, oh, it's crazy. Like, so good. yeah, the potential of TikTok and it's like virality. Yeah. And I think people really like seeing that behind the scenes sort of aspect and not just the final product of purchasing from a business, maybe they see, like, I guess this is for me too. I've definitely noticed more people are willing to purchase from a small business because number one, they feel like, you know, they're supporting someone individually and not just like a big company, but they love seeing someone like physically pack their order and then Mm. seeing it on their for you page. I'm sure. Yes. A hundred percent. I follow a girl, she's called Madison, but her um, business is for the purpose or so, oh no, sole purpose is or something like that. she the one like who that? does the prints? Yes. Yep. And she's the perfect example of like keeping people engaged of watching her whole process of this is so-and-so she's ordered da, 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 come back and order with me and I'm a courier to pick it up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 It's so interesting. And it's the whole thing of people are so nosy. Like they want to know the behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> yeah. You should do that too with your deskware. Yeah, I I've on been, TikTok. Yes, I have been doing like a little bit. It's kind of it's funny for me. I'm really trying to define the brand by itself without me being the personality. If that makes sense, like I'm just trying to create a good level of like the product rather than like mm. people follow the brand for me. Does that make sense? Okay. But I, I think like from like another point of view, I would love like following someone because it adds like a bit of personality as well. Mm. People feel like super connected to the brand knowing it's like you directly as well. Yeah, mm. I know. And that's, that's kind of like the, the conflict. Tricky, yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah. conflict. That's exactly right. It's like the conflict of it becoming more of a personal brand rather than yeah. a, like a product-based brand. I don't know. Yeah, I get what you mean though. I get what you mean. Yeah. Especially because for so long it was. Yes. And now I feel like you're moving away from that because it kind of started. Yeah. It's interesting how things work. It's all experimenting, isn't it? Seeing what works best. It is. It is. And that's what they were saying in the TikTok um, thing as well. Um, You could post one video one day and it goes completely viral and then the next video just doesn't take off at all, but it doesn't like no two videos are ever related because there's some sort of funnel. They enter the funnel like exactly the same and it just like everything reacts so differently, Mm. which is so bizarre because it could be like, yeah, you have one video that does terrible tomorrow and then a video from two months ago is all of a sudden just like hit the algorithm at the right time and the right spot and it just goes absolutely wild. So like, yeah, craziness. It's kind of good because Instagram, I feel, I'm so off Instagram at the moment. <laughs> I feel like it's just this like- All the updates. Yeah. <laughs> and like this dead thing that like, you just have to pay to be exposed. Whereas that like viral aspect of TikTok, it's so desirable to creators because, you know, you mm. do want to, you do want to be seen. So it's absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that just doesn't really happen on Instagram anymore, unfortunately, because you're competing with spots from, you know, people who are paying to have the content 
put at the top of the feed. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what we were talking with um, Sienna about mm. how she said back in the day, like when first, when Instagram was first around, it was the what was it? Explore. Explore. Oh, the popular page. page. The popular page. Yes. And that was the same for everyone. I'm like, that blows mind my mind. blown. I can't I, imagine. Can we bring that back? I know, literally. <laughs> that would be lovely. I know. Well, Jesse, um, what have you got coming up? You obviously wear a lot of hats, but what have you got coming up um, that people listening should be aware of? Any goals in the pipeline? Yeah, definitely. I think for the Clayco, because that's kind of what I do full time, as well as doing modeling full time, um, modeling sort of stuff stays the same. I'm still working for my beautiful clients and loving that. But for the Clayco, there's a few fun launches coming soon uh, or before before Black Friday. So there's going to be a massive sale, just a little sneak peek and two brand new products, which I'm so excited to bring out. Ooh, can't wait. Can't wait to see what they are. Um, well, we have absolutely loved chatting with you today. And for everyone listening, we've had a few technology issues. Yeah, you might have heard oh. the, the shift in sound halfway through. That's us going from Zencaster to Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. I think yeah. we've stopped the recording four or five times. And we're like, yeah. sorry, it happened again. Yes. Oh, it's been a struggle, but that's okay. We got there. And now we're going to have a little bit of fun. Um, and we've got some four, we've got four, would you, would you rather questions to answer? I'm so excited. I'm yeah, so Jessie, excited. I take these very seriously. Jesse hasn't oh, seen these, so it's going to be a surprise. No. Okay. Question, question one, would you rather not be able to post on Instagram or not be able to post on YouTube? For how long? Ever? Yeah. Ever. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Damn it. I think I want to say Instagram because YouTube is such – am I allowed to give an explanation? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. we love it. Get into it. (laughs) Because YouTube is such a great platform for long-form content and I feel like you can kind of do what you were doing on Instagram in a video format as well. Mm. And that's – honestly, that is what – Instagram is trying to be every other social media anyway. So I think I'm going to pick YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Fair. Nice. Go back to my OG, my roots, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Okay. Second question. Would you rather have to train legs for the rest of your life or have to train upper body for the rest of your life? Oh, uh, well, I come from a pancake family, uh, so I will pick legs. <laughs> a <laughs> pancake family. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> what does that mean? Every woman in this family has a pancake booty, and I'm really trying to defy the odds <laughs> of uh, gravity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's amazing. It's okay. We love we love small booty club, but I'm just like yeah, trying to get really strong legs. So I'm gonna pick. Leg day. Yeah. Squats are fun. Squats are fun. Yep. Yes. So fun. (laughs) What would you guys pick? I would probably pick legs. I feel like you could almost like 
still do legs but also still do upper body like there's like a there's ways around it yeah like a bit of a like if you're doing line. deadlifts like if you think about it your upper body is killing the next day so you can kind of you can kind of justify it in that way I think. yeah 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 it's like when people say oh, i'm gonna do an ab workout i, I can never understand that because i just incorporate i just lock engage my core during legs and during arms like and i i feel like that's enough for me personally but yeah yeah, yeah interesting there you go. All right. Question three. Would you rather never take pre-workout again or never have coffee again? Easy done. I I was like, I bet there's a question about pre-workout in there. If anyone listening doesn't know, I feel like I'm the biggest pre-workout snob on the planet. I don't like coffee. I love pre-workout. Pre-workout all day, every day. Okay. Damn I, it. I was like, I, I knew that you loved pre-workout, but I was like, oh, this is a gamble because I don't know if she likes coffee. <laughs> She yeah. doesn't. <laughs> but like, should have said I, red lemonade. <laughs> I honestly, I need to come out with my own like pre-workouts. I really do. Red <laughs> lemonade flavor. Yes. Oh my god. Yum. It's happening. It's happening. Do you know 100%. I've never ever had pre-workout in my entire life. Stop. I don't know what it tastes like. I mean, I, I'm sure there's lots of dry flavors. Necessary. It just gives you like a placebo buzz. Extra, <laughs> No. Oh my gosh. It's a real definitely buzz. Definitely not. No. I think um, obviously the natural pre-workouts are definitely the way to go. I really like Macro Mike and Naked Harvest because they have a really nice pre-workout that doesn't make you feel like super jittery afterwards, mm-hmm. which I hate. Like there's definitely some real um, dodgy ones out there that can mess you up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the natural ones that are like derived from green tea work so well and I find them like really nice on the silk store so and just give you that extra like you know boost that you might need mm-hmm. I'm a morning sort of trainer and so it really helps me in the morning I'm like I'm awake yeah yes. okay. I've actually just started taking the Naked Harvest non-stim because I found their stim version it did make me a bit jittery I don't know if because I have a coffee as well I'm I'm not sure but anyways had the non-stim and yeah, love Isn't it. Isn't it amazing? So Can good. I just ask you quickly, because I know you're at the Naked Harvest event, what is the sour peach stim free like? I had it this morning. It's really good. I like it. Okay. I haven't tried their I did other. Order some. Oh, love. <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried their other um, non stim. So I have nothing really to compare to. But okay. uh, yeah, I really like it. And I like their, I liked the sour worms, like actual pre-workout as well. Give me a sour worm. Yeah. Yeah. What was, what did that taste like? Cause that's the one I've ordered as well. Yes. <laughs> really good. The sour, if I liked the actual pre-workout um, experience, then I would really like the sour worms. It tastes okay. legit. Like, yeah, it tastes legit like a sour worm. Okay. This is not sponsored, but like, I'm so into it. <laughs> I love it. I think, yeah, look, we do need to come out with, with my own natural um, pre-workouts for sure. Yeah. Love. <laughs> well, I will be there trying them. <laughs> yeah. I'll make a stim free just for you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> a coffee flavored one. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, last question. Would you rather go viral on TikTok or go viral on Instagram? Oh, I would say Instagram because TikTok, as I was saying before, TikTok doesn't really convert to other apps outside of TikTok. Mm. And I think a lot of other creators would know that 
um, as well. Like you see people with maybe like millions and millions on, on TikTok and people just know them for TikTok, but they wouldn't really go and check out their YouTube, check out their Instagram. Whereas I feel like Instagram still has that sort of platform where you kind of follow someone and then you find all their other platforms and go and follow, follow them mm. there maybe. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Instagram. Yeah. Even no. though I do love TikTok, I'm going to say Instagram. Yeah. That's fair. And I feel like Instagram, it's almost like a bit wild when you go viral. It's like, what? That's impossible. Yeah. Insane. Did you guys see um, what happened to Beck? Yes. Do it. So insane, hey. She got like 40 million views on Reels. This like video is just completely blown up. And I was like, I've never seen a Reel like just explode like that. No, me either. So next And it completely like took off her account and everything. Like amazing, amazing. So I'll say Instagram. I feel like the, yeah, the community that would find you from like going viral on there would actually be maybe a little bit more interested. So yes. Okay. Good answer. Nice. <laughs> well, we've loved chatting with you, Jesse. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. It was so nice to chat to you girls. You're both so lovely. Oh, Stop likewise it. to you. Where, uh, where can our guests find you if they want to check you out? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Jesse Norbs with a Z on the end. And Jesse Norbury on YouTube. And if you want to check out anything to do with pottery or ceramics or anything like that, you can follow at the Clayco or at underscore the Clayco. <laughs> One of those things. We'll we'll link it down um, below. We'll pop it in the description anyway if you want to go and have a look. But oh, um, thank you so much yeah. for having me on, guys. It was so lovely chatting to you. Thank you, Jesse. See ya. Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review and find us on Instagram at some would say podcast. Talk then.